catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we'll have for you Hashtag Taiwan, in which Leslie Liao is going to be talking about some significant landings. And by that, I mean plane landings. Uh, we'll also have for you Status Update with John and Shirley. That's our program in which we interact with you, the listener. So thank you for being you and for interacting with us. First up today, though, here in Taiwan. Today is Tuesday, August, what is it, the 17th? The 17th. Oh, goodness. I can never keep these days straight. So many things happening. Uh, actually, no, today is the 18th. See, I knew we'd get it wrong. Oh. But that's okay. Um, you, the listener, you knew it was right. And maybe it's the 18th in your part of the world. Really hard to say with this international time zone thing we got going on here. But uh, this is here in Taiwan. Uh, with us in the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello. And I'm Andrew Ryan. And we are coming to you without an echo. Isn't that so nice? Did you hear that? There's nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, if we want to echo in this studio, in Studio 6A, we're going to have to make our own echo. Echo, echo, echo. I think, okay, uh, at least you can do yourself. I don't want to have to do it for you. No, you don't have to do it for me. We, we can do our own echoes, I think. Great. Uh, or we can just provide you um, here in Taiwan, the same here in Taiwan you loved, but sans echo. <laughs> sounds so good. Sounds so good. Um, write and tell us if you can tell the difference. Uh, I would be interested to know if people can really hear the difference. We can hear it here in the studio. Um, but we have these nice little, um, I guess, sound-absorbing wall thingies, uh, for yes, lack of a better... That's the terminology. More scientific word. official terminology. <laughs> Thanks for the thingies. We appreciate it. Um, in our show today, we are going to be talking about a lot of interesting and fun topics. We're going to be talking about um, baked brownies, you know, weddings, um, masks... Uh, that are made in Taiwan yes, uh, and masks that are not made in Taiwan, but say they are. Okay. So many things happening. Plus, we're going to tell you the incredible number of masks that Taiwan has donated so far to the rest of the world. All that and more in today's Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. like playing out that music that we start off the show with. It happens more with you than anybody else I've ever been on the show with. What do you think the problem is? I think we just like to banter, dialogue, yammer. We like to toss things around, as That's they say. Right. That's also a very scientific term there, toss things around. Um, so let's start off with uh, baked brownies. We had baked brownies in the office today. Always very exciting. We did. I may or may not have just put one in my mouth, so if you can hear some little smacking sounds. Did you like them? I loved it. Okay, great. What did you do to make them so, like, chewy and crispy on the outside? Um, well, for the crisp, it's really about just oiling the pan, Ooh. greasing it up really nice, and getting that nice crust to form. Do you use butter? Do you use pan? What do you use? I use a mixture of olive oil and butter. Go to town. Yeah. 
my friend. That is a, that is a magical mixture. That is. I support that. I support the use of real butter and uh, olive oil in our baked goods. Of, of course. It's it's good for all of us. Butter is amazing. Butter is your friend. Uh, <laughs> That's the official uh, tagline of Here in Taiwan. That butter is, right. is your friend. Butter is your friend. Every episode of Here in Taiwan, especially the ones that come out on Tuesdays, have extra butter. That's right. Um, so, in today's program, we're going to be talking about a bunch of things, but I also feel like I want to check in with you about your weekend. Yeah. I heard you had a, a wedding at the National Palace Museum. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's actually at the restaurant, the affiliated restaurant of the National Palace Museum, mm-hmm. and uh, it was my buddy who I did conscription service with, mm-hmm. and it was my first time actually really eating there, and do you know what's really fun about that place is that... The National Palace Museum is famous for, like, things that look like food. They oh, right. dishes that's modeled after those artifacts. I mean, okay, so, like, let's start from scratch here. We have two things that are particularly famous. Yeah. One is a piece of jade that looks like a cabbage. The jade-eyed cabbage. So, in the restaurant, they have real cabbage that looks like the ex- jade the, yeah. that looks like cabbage. Yeah. That's, like, three turns in that little journey there. That's amazing, isn't it? From, like... From like cabbage to jade to cabbage to your mouth. Right. That is a full on journey. The other thing is, is um, it's also a piece of jade that looks like uh, meat. Is it a piece of jade? I'm I not don't know. sure. It's, it's a brown stone, but it looks like meat. And they call it roshing or something yeah. like that, right? So yeah. it's it's a stone, a precious stone that looks like a slab of pork. It's uh, it's not even like pork belly. Like you get the layers on it too. You got the pork skin, the fat, and then you get the meat. So these artists were like. Hungry. <laughs> they must have been, right? You know, they're just like, huh. And they came across pieces of, you know, precious metals that they thought, you know what, I'm going to make that to look like my dinner. And then... Or an ideal dinner. You think that, you know, they just have the dinner itself if they could. And then we're going to put them on display in the National Palace. Well, no, they didn't think that. Because <laughs> there, there was no National Palace Museum back then. It was no. probably just like emperors. Yeah. So maybe they're like, I'm going to make this for the emperor and hopefully... He won't eat it or, you know, he'll like to put it on his shelf and people admire it for being beautiful. And then, uh, you know, hundreds of years later, perhaps, people are like, let's make food that looks like the jade that looks like food. Who knew, man? Who knew? Who knew? I wonder what they would think if they're like, wow, homage paid to my work of art in the form of food, like edible. My art becomes edible again. Yeah, it's just one of those things, right? It's like Vincent van Gogh didn't become famous until after he passed away. Oh, right. So he cut off his ear for nothing. Yeah, he would, He, as far as he knew, right? Yeah, so he lived in poverty for most of his life, yeah. right? Wow, man, wow. So what I've learned from this is don't become an artist. Um, <laughs> but what else I've learned from this is get married at the National Palace Museum. It was it's, a good wedding? It was a good, it was a great wedding. I saw some friends I haven't seen in a long time. Um, my friend, uh, he was a champion, man. Like, you know, there's a lot of drink involved. I in, knew this those, was going to revolve around drinking. <laughs> at those ceremonies, right? But he was a champion. He, uh, he was standing by the end of it. Wow. And he outdrank his father-in-law. And wow. I was just like, I guess that's... Wait, is that good or is that bad? I mean, it, you want to give him face, right? Right, you yeah. Be like, wow, father-in-law, you are such a good drinker. Yeah. But um, then again, the father-in-law was going hard for minute one. Oh. He, like, he hit the ground running. I feel like you you need, like, in these events, these occasions, you need to have some sort of strategy yeah. to get you through the night. Yeah. You don't want to start hard. No. 
Um, I like to start with uh, small sips. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to have a little chaser. Yeah. You know, something non-alcoholic. Uh-huh. Uh, perhaps even like a, a can that you can like, uh, you can deposit that strong alcohol back into uh-huh. oh okay <laughs> that's a trip to the bathroom with the can that's you know? a strategy that is a strategy you learned it from me here all right um so you had a good wedding did you, i had a great wedding did you go hard uh yes andrew i brought a flask oh leslie you weren't <laughs> even waiting for the, the the proper goods to be served no were you part of the wedding party i was not but i was on one of those things you know how they have like the bouquet yes and they have the equivalent here which is broccoli Broccoli. For, the, for the males? They throw broccoli? They throw broccoli Wait, for the males. what are you talking about? Yeah. I've never heard this before. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a Taiwanese tradition, I think. Okay. And, the, you know, the girl throws the bouquet of flowers where the groom throws broccoli. broccoli. And okay. And the idea is, you know, Oh, so it's like you want to get a wife, a that, wife can, that can cook. This is, sounds very, very sexist. It is, but... It's just one of the, I was just pay I was just part of it. I didn't invent it. Oh the right. So did you catch it? I did not. Okay. In fact it was a it was a competition. Mm-hmm. So what happened was they had pieces of paper of um of different body parts and they'd attach like a pedometer to your body part, which okay. is like the arm, the chest, the head, Boudet. the stomach. Yeah. I think the guy had an ankle I think there was a butt. And okay. then you had to shake it as hard as you could, and the guy with the highest step count oh, um, won wow. it. What was yours? My, I was. I had the bicep. The bicep. Well, you got big biceps. You've been working out. I do, but I can't move them as as fast as I thought I could. So there's a difference. Like there's like you can lift a lot of weight, or you can move it fast. Yeah. So like moving it fast doesn't necessarily mean you're strong. It just means you have like dexterity dexterity yeah. yeah so that doesn't mean anything so like in 20 seconds i moved it like 88 times which is all right that's pr- that's like four times a second i think so yeah i'm impressed and then but my buddy the guy standing next to me got like 96 he had it on his stomach so oh. he was doing some major hula man wow that oh he deserves to win if he's got it on his stomach and he's moving yeah. it many times He's doing major hula work over there. So, did he bring the broccoli home? He did. He brought the broccoli home. He brought the broccoli home. The question is, did anybody cook it up for him? That's the question, (laughs) isn't it? That's the question, ain't it? I think you need to find out and check in with him and like get back to us. I think I will. Yeah, maybe he cooked it himself. I mean, that'd, that's definitely a thing, right? That would be kind of like defeat the purpose of... What, Cook your own broccoli? Yeah. Well, it would also be pretty sad if you put it in this fridge and just like rot it away. That's true. Broccoli is a great vegetable, man. It is a great vegetable. What's your favorite thing to do with broccoli? Uh, just steam and salt, man. Oh, that's a good good thing to do with it. Steam and salt. Um, I have to say I love stir-fried broccoli. Mm. I never had stir-fried broccoli until I came to Taiwan. I've really? only had like... Just like boiled or steamed broccoli, yeah. But like you know, a little bit of garlic in there. It's there's some fun stuff you can do with broccoli. Actually, cheese it's, goes great with broccoli too. Broccoli and cheese soup, like one of the best soups out there. Hello, hello, one of the best broccoli. soups out there. Yeah, I don't know why it gets such a bad rap, but it gets I'm, a bad I'm rap. It, it gets a bad rap. It's like one of those things, like when it's like all oh, kids don't want to eat their vegetables. Like broccoli is always that's it's either true. broccoli or spinach. That's true. And spinach, I get. Well, like, it's got the chalky. The, I don't like the chalky teeth feel. Well, you so you mix that with a little bit of cheese and put it in a soup, and it's it's like it's like almost like broccoli. A spinach dip. I do like a spinach dip. Spinach dip. Yeah. Oh, stop it! Now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> and this is like so far away from what we all the other things we want to talk about today. Yeah. You know what that means? Tinkly music time. <laughs> all 
All right, let's talk about some masks. Uh, we have a uh, like a triumvirate. Um, That's of, a big word. That is a big word. It's probably I have not heard that word misused as well. <laughs> um, we have three stories about masks. Um, we want to start off by telling you to beware of fake made in Taiwan masks. Oh yes. Okay. So you know Taiwan's getting a lot of a, a reputation for having some good masks. You know, especially since I think Dr. Fauci in the U.S. was spotted wearing a uh, made in Taiwan mask. If he's wearing them, like I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, I actually also want to mention too. We saw all the uh, pictures of the White House staff, yeah, including Jared and Ivanka yeah. wearing uh, made in Taiwan. Uh, masks. Yeah. Somebody took pictures of them and did a little zoom in, and you can see they say "Made in Taiwan" right on the front of the mask in the, right. in the corner. That's kind of exciting. So, "Made in Taiwan" is kind of like becoming this brand almost. You know, you got very influential people wearing the masks, and what happens when you want brand name stuff? You know, uh, counterfeits start hitting the market, and apparently, um, a pharmaceutical association in Taipei said uh, fa- some masks are being falsely labeled as being made in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this week alone, 140,000 imported masks. So they came in. Into with, Taiwan. Into Taiwan um, by the Customs Administration. And they said made in Taiwan. And then the customs agents were just like, that can't be right. Yeah, if it's made in Taiwan, why is it coming into Taiwan on a plane? I guess I'm curious to know. I mean, I have some ideas in my mind of where they came from. But do they know exactly where they came from? They did not say. Uh, The story does not say. But it does say that this is like mostly online stuff. So if you really want good masks, go and brick and go to brick and mortar stores, which is something you don't really hear that much anymore. Yeah, right? that's true. People are always doing things online. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that masks that are properly packaged are safer than those sold in transparent plastic bags with no label. Like uh, I would well, not trust that. Duh. I would yeah. not trust that. No. They say when you're buying masks, you should find something called the CNS number. Okay. Chinese national standard and. Chinese meaning Taiwan. Okay. Right. Because Which, we're, yeah, Republic, Republic of, of China, China. Right. That's Taiwan's official name. So a lot of things that have China get attached with to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing. Okay. Yeah. So this is the number by the, it's an official number by the Taiwan government. Um, I guess uh, saying the veracity of the, or I guess validating the, the veracity of these masks as yes. being... Produced in Taiwan. They're made in Taiwan. They're, yeah. They should be made in Taiwan. If they have the number, then we can be sure yes. of that. Okay. Um, but the ones that are coming in are not. And they're they're coming in more and more. Like, they seized 7,350 one day. Next day, they seized 130,000. So, again, like, we don't know exactly where these masks are coming from. But if I may make a little guess, mm-hmm. I'm guessing they're probably made in China. I mean, I was... You were that's, thinking that that's too, That's my right? guess too, yeah. Well, we've seen already reports of other countries finding masks that were made in China, that came from China, but yeah. they were um, labeling themselves as made in Taiwan. Um, yeah, so I think we need to just be super aware that we're getting what we think we're getting. Um, so we've got uh, a couple more stories to mention. I yeah. want to just go into uh, another story that I have here. Uh, Taiwan has donated some surgical face masks to Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a new thing because we've seen 
you know, uh, Taiwan give masks to uh, countries all around the world, uh, sort of like showing that Taiwan can help. Yes. We've seen these photos on social media Indeed. of Taiwan officials um, posing with officials from other countries in front of boxes of masks um, with usually uh, some version of Taiwan can help on it. It's kind of helping Taiwan build its brand as a country um, that is not only doing really well with um, fighting COVID-19 within its own borders, mm -hmm. but is actually sharing its expertise and uh, its know-how and its products with other countries. And in this case, uh, for free, donating them. Uh, and I actually just, we were talking about it in the office earlier, yeah. and I asked uh, Leslie if he knew how many um, masks Taiwan has donated to date. And you said... 51 million. And that's according to the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Joseph Wu. Mm -hmm. And that came on a week ago exactly, on the 11th of August when he had, a, 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 I guess, a, a meeting with Alex Azar, the U.S. Okay. Uh, Health and Human Services Secretary. Uh -huh. And he said that Taiwan has donated 51 million, and he said 10, 10 million alone went to the U.S. That's incredible. So one-fifth of all the masks that Taiwan has donated have gone to the United States. Yes. Of course, the United States is a country that really needs those masks. Yes. Having a tough time fighting COVID-19. Um, 50 million masks. That's amazing. That's a, that's a really, that's an impressive figure. I mean, even, not just that, but who knew, like, face masks would be the the diplomatic token that mm. Taiwan has used or would yeah. need or shine. You know, we talk about soft power all the time, but yeah. I never imagined that it would be uh, face masks. I think you also have to remember that at the very beginning when this pandemic first broke out, yeah. Taiwan had a capacity of something like 3 million masks a day. Um, it was able to create only 3 million masks a day. Mm. Very quickly, within a very short amount of time, they bumped that up to 10 million. I believe they're closer to 20 million at this point. Yeah, last um, I checked, it was like 17 million, but that was a few months ago. So impressive. Um, so, I mean, even though <laughs> even though they essentially could create all the mass that they've donated within about two and a half days, yeah. you have to remember, Taiwan is still pro providing for its own citizens. We got 23 million. You We've know? got 23 million people, so, you know, it's creating fewer masks than one per person per day. Yeah. Um, but it also has pledged to, you know, provide people with a rationed number of masks um, during a short period of time. So, I go in every two weeks and I buy nine masks. Um, I try, you know, to not use all of them at once, just so I have some on hand. Yes. Um, but it's nice to be able to to be assured that I have those masks. It's not just that, but like the rationing one, I can still buy some masks at a premium now at like convenience stores. That's true. You can still find them at, you can already find them at convenience yeah, yeah. stores and at like um, those uh, hypermarts and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can buy a, a box of 50 of them, mm. um, but they're not always there, I okay. find. I haven't seen them yet, Yeah, but everybody else that I know seems to But the to rationing system's still going on. And the rationing system is still going oh, on. okay. So, I mean, I think it's just easier to go by and like, you know, you bring your national health insurance card and they hand over a packet of nine masks. Yeah. Super easy, super fast. It's only 45 NT, about a buck 50 or less. Sure. US. For, for nine masks. For not, nine masks, that's pretty good. Not complaining. So now we have a third um, story there that you're going to tell us about. It has to do with masks. They've invented a new mask that does what now? It's a, it's a transparent mask. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've seen the news in the States, Andrew, where they went to like somebody went to a, a fast food restaurant and the person over the counter had a mask on, but they cut out the middle. 
Yeah. So like they're just like I couldn't breathe or like that way. Yeah, that defeats the purpose though. Hello. It does defeat the purpose. <laughs> I'm not sure if Taiwan had those people in mind when they were developing this, but they're making a transparent mask which actually has like a, a little window mm-hmm. for in in the middle of the mask. Right where your mouth is, right? Right where your mouth is. And the reason that they want to make this is to help hearing impaired people who rely on reading lips to communicate. Excellent. That's such a smart idea. Yeah. I I guess I hadn't thought of how difficult it must be for people who are used to reading lips to communicate in the time of coronavirus. Because I know a lot of people who are um, hearing impaired or deaf Mm. um, don't actually do sign language. Uh. They do rely on reading lips to kind of to to make uh, out what the person is saying so you know people who like read lips oh yeah because for that's, sure. like a, that's like a, that seems like a superpower to me yeah like that seems so amazing i i don't even know where to begin yeah it's pretty impressive i mean i think it's a combination of using a hearing aid and also reading lips so yeah. it's, you're getting a little bit of assistance from um actually being able to hear a little bit yeah um but i think just kind of defining the specific words uh relies on you being able to read lips uh yeah so what happened was the industrial development bureau and the taiwan textile research institute which i didn't even know that was a thing wow textile research institute uh they were approached by a non-profit called dandelion hearing association and they said like we have a need for masks that are transparent and after a bit of um development the two organizations came together and they combined basically what is a face mask and a face shield and they developed a machine which is about 10 million new Taiwan dollars to produce the mask and they can only be produced at a slower rate because unlike traditional surgical masks uh, which can be produced completely automatically some parts of this mask have to be hand assembled Okay. Yeah. I see. Uh, yeah. So the thing is, they say this can really help with the, f- uh, it'll stop from the droplets mm-hmm. from spreading. Um, and they are the association director that she has been importing transparent masks from Italy at $7 each. $7 each. Yeah. Is the whole mask transparent or how does that work? I have no idea. The ones from Italy, I'm not sure, but this is definitely like, that's one of the great things about, um, Taiwan throughout this pandemic is just that when you find out that there's something that we need that we've been importing, they have they Taiwan just steps up like I bet we can do that too. Yeah, like ventilators. Yes, a lot of the ventilators that Taiwan uses are all imported. Mm-hmm. And then one person was just like, "What if what happens if like we need them domestically?" And they came up with like a design of like 17 or 16 days, I think. Didn't they do something like with digital printing or something? Something like that. Yeah, it's impressive how quickly they came up with it. They've come up with some really great quick fixes too. Like, for example, uh, there was a local inventor who created a plexiglass box Mm. that can help with intubation. Yeah. So basically it has two armholes where you put your hands into gloves and then you can intubate somebody without, you know, them... Because that's one of the most dangerous procedures in Mm. terms of producing aerosols um, infected with COVID. 19 which could spread but having them inside a kind of plexiglass box stops the spread of those um, infected air particles so yeah like you said it's it's a lot of um you know the need that's created uh the inventions the need is the mother of all invention i think but you know what it's just like i think i saw the the plexiglass box you were talking about Mm. and it looks simple by design but at the same time it's something that's necessary 
simple by design, but like something that if you're in the thick of it, you don't yeah. have time to design. Yeah. So it's like if one person does it, and I think that they made the you know the blueprint accessible to a lot of people. They shared it, you know, online on the cloud, uh-huh. um, just to anyone who wanted to download it. Yeah. And then, like, it helps everyone. People all around the world can create these things and really, you know, protect a lot of doctors' lives. Sincerely amazing. Very amazing. Love it. It's great. It's so great to see people, you know, responding uh, by, you know, creating things that can be useful to all around the world. So, uh, I love the idea of transparent masks. Mm. That's wonderful. It sounds like it's maybe providing um, a lot of help for people who need it yeah. in terms of reading lips. Definitely. Um, I mean, which is still a superpower to me. So I just, I don't, I, I can't comprehend like that is something that's something people can do. I will say too, like a lot of times when I'm talking, yeah. people will look at my lips, like Taiwanese people, uh-huh. like trying to make sure that they understand what I'm saying. This just subconsciously, a lot of people will look at your lips to make sure that they understand what you're trying to say, uh-huh. you know, cause I'm not a native speaker. So gotcha. I, I think a lot of times, sometimes it's a fear factor more than anything. Mm. If I'm wearing a mask and like trying to order something in a restaurant, Gotcha. People are like, oh, I can't understand. Uh, um, so maybe that would be something I should wear. Maybe. To help other people help me. Maybe. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. And I'm Leslie Liao. Stay tuned. We've got a lot more coming ahead on RTI. Hello and welcome to this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. This week we're going to be talking about two very important delegations that came to Taiwan. One was that of Secretary of Health and Human Services from the U.S., Alex Azar, and the other was former Japanese Prime Minister Yoshiro Mori. Both delegations were here on official business, and their planes actually landed in Taiwan on the same day. Like many of the hashtag episodes we have these days, a lot of it revolves around the pandemic. And because of the COVID-19 disease going around, a lot of the procedures and operations surrounding state visits have been altered. One of which is the airport at which the delegations arrive. Usually, diplomatic delegations will actually arrive in Taiwan's largest airport, which is Taiwan Taoyuan International Airport. But because of the pandemic, both of these delegations arrived on charter jets, and they actually flew into Taipei Songshan International Airport. And this presented a very unique opportunity because Songshan Airport is located in a much more populous area of Taiwan. It's smack in the middle of Taipei City, meaning people could easily identify the charter jet jets as they landed into Taiwan. Now, a lot of people snapped a lot of pictures of these planes as they landed, and it's been circulating on social media. So I'm going to give you the full story in this week's hashtag. It's all coming up next. Don't go away. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about airplanes. And no, I'm not talking about the 1980 comedy film starring Leslie Nielsen, classic as it may be. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. So far, it's been a very interesting week for Taiwan. Two high-profile delegations arrived in Taiwan on Sunday. One is that of U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar, and the other is former Japanese Prime Minister Yoshiro Mori. Many leaders above a certain level from other countries are hesitant to come to Taiwan. 
That's because they're afraid of angering China. The world is going through a pandemic right now, so many aspects of state visits have been either changed or streamlined. Taiwan has one major international airport. That's Taiwan Taoyuan International Airport, which is located about 50 kilometers outside of Taipei. Diplomatic delegations usually arrive at that airport, but because of the pandemic, the two delegations arrived here. Taipei Songshan International Airport. It's a smaller international airport and generally used for short-haul or domestic flights. But it's located smack dab in the middle of the city. Why is that important? Because people in the bustling city of Taipei were able to see the planes from the US and Japan as they landed. On Sunday morning, pictures of the incoming planes flooded social media. It was a rare sight because both delegations arrived on charter jets. Azar flew in on a custom US Air Force Boeing C-40B aircraft, which was painted like Air Force One, the plane the US president flies on. It was a very distinct entrance, one that paved the way for this picture, which makes a statement on the strengthening ties between Taiwan and the US. On the other hand, Yoshiro Mori came in on a charter jet run by Japanese company Universal Entertainment. Not that universal. That company operates only one plane, so it was easy to differentiate from other planes. People captured pictures of both planes landing and described them as historic. Neither of the delegations had to undergo quarantine, but they both had to be tested extensively for COVID before coming to Taiwan. While many things have come to a standstill during this pandemic, it's good to know that diplomacy is still taking off and it's cleared for landing. Now, I do hope you enjoyed this most recent episode of Hashtag Taiwan. As always, if you guys have any questions, comments, or suggestions, go ahead and reach out to us at facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International or facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. I run both of those inboxes, and if I see a message from you, I'll be sure to say hi. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. This is a program where we read your letters to us that you tell us what programs you've listened to uh, lately and what you think about those programs and details and everything. But uh, we're going to update our own personal status a little bit here in the beginning. Okay. So, um... I don't know if I ever told you that I actually, um, well, this was probably a couple of years ago when I said that I want to get fit. So then I said, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to enroll in Zumba classes. I do. I, I know that you had yeah. hurt yourself, though. So I thought that. <sighs> right. I thought I found a great place to go. It's not too far from here. It's just a few, you know, MRT stops away from RTI. And I thought, That's, this is it. I found a place where I can go, you know, work out. Now? Uh, no, oh, that was then. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was then. And then um, I did one class, and my knees hurt for two whole days wow. after that. It was pretty bad. And I was going, oh, I got, yeah, I got, I said, no way. <laughs> got scared. 
So, but um, I actually went and took a Zumba class with my mom the other day. With your mom? Yeah, she kind of, kind of. Well, actually, she did not make me. Okay, what happened was that she, <laughs> she did not make you. Okay. She did not make you. That's good my to my know. husband did, I think. Oh, really? Okay, what it was was that my mom asked my husband if he could videotape her doing a Zumba class. Why would she need to have videotape? Because she of that? wanted, you she know, just as it? so like a as a memory, you know, something that she did. I mean, she kind of regretted that uh, she didn't thought about asking my husband to videotape when she learned. Some other, I think Tai Chi Chen. Oh, okay. Maybe it wasn't Tai Chi Chen. It was more like a dance form of Tai Chi Chen. I, I forgot. She was one of the people in the park. Who yes, does that. yes, yes. And she was actually a teacher too. And um, oh. but she regretted that she never asked my husband to videotape it then. And then she also learned something else after that. But this is like the third thing. And she's been at the Zumba class for like three years now. Wow. And she, you know, she's already eighty one. And she's doing the Zumba class. And all the other students in the class were like in their 40s, 30s, 50s at the most. And then and then she's 81. You know? Hey, and why so, not? As long as her, yeah. her, you know, hips and knees and everything I know. Are together. So it's just amazing. But anyway, I thought, all right, fine. Um, my husband thought that, you know, why don't you just get in the video with mom, you know? And I said, all right, fine. I'll just do one class. I tried to take it easy not to really like, you know... Um, Take it slow. Right. And, uh, yeah, f- um, what What was it, 40 minutes, 45 hurting? minutes into it? I said, this is it. Mom, go ahead. You continue. And now I'm just going to, you know, get off and oh, man. rest on the side. Oh, man. So she outlasted you. <laughs> she did. And I thought that she was pushing herself too hard. I was actually was worried for her. But um, but she really has the stamina. And, you know, it's three years at Yeah, well, with that too. But also, so, you know, three years at it. So maybe you can start with Tai Chi and work your way up <laughs> like she did. I don't know. You know, she used to have a slight heart problem. Mm-hmm. But she says that since doing Zuma, it's all gone. She's all fine. Does that medically qualified person tell her that, or did she just decide that? She just decided. Well, I mean, she hasn't been having any heart problems, you know, Okay. according to her. Yeah, so this is really quite amazing. And she's she's diabetic, and so actually this exercise is good for her. Mm-hmm. And she actually is so into it. She goes three times a week for the class. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. think you need to... She's very committed. I think if she can do it, so can you. I know. Actually... All right, I'm, I'm not going to say too much about this, but I just might decide to start taking class with my mom that's because so it nice. was actually fun. Oh, that's great! I love yeah. that idea. Okay, well, I'm sure I'm going to work up to where you know I'm sure my knee is not going to hurt you know like forever. So it, it just takes working up the muscle, right? Yeah. So oh. yeah, I just might do that and pull my husband along this time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You yeah, you're not going to suffer alone. I know. Well, um, I mean. You know, I'm thinking like, how am I going to get to where my mom is, where her class is, which is not too far, but then it's it's not an MRT stop away, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, so I thought, well, honey, maybe you can drive me oh. there. And if you drive me there, then maybe you can just come along and take the class. Anyway, okay. It so, could be a family fun event. Yeah, except for my dad. He's still not into it, even though my mom's been doing it three oh, years, your you know. dad's been going too. No, no, he hasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, he hasn't. And I wish that he would, you know, but anyway. So, um, yeah, ask me some, you know, a few, a couple months down the road and see how it's going. Yeah. I, I always have this thing about perseverance and I've got to persevere this time. Right? Well, if you just, just do something without thinking about it. Yeah. Like you just... Um, now that the word's out, I've got to hold to my word. Just don't think about oh, it no. too much. 
Okay. Just, just go, you know? All right. Okay. We'll see. And I think maybe because the, the, the teacher's a good one. Oh, and maybe that's, that's that why. Yeah, that helps. Okay. Well, enough about me talking about how I'm trying to stay fit again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's get to the letters. All right. Yeah. So we so much love to hear from you. Do write us. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And of course, we have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel full of all sorts of other content you can check out as well. Be sure to leave us a comment. Yep, that is right. Well, we've got a quite, few, uh, quite a few letters to go through, so let's get to it. All right. All right. This first one is actually coming to us from Liu Deming from China. And um, he says, oh, he listened in on August 8th, which happens to be Taiwanese uh, Father's, Father's Day. Day. And um, he, used, uh, he, he uh, tuned in at 15320 kilohertz. Simple rating was 43434. And he says under comments, on Friday, members of the group Taiwan... Uh, oh, wait. I think this is talking about some news stories that we did that day. Okay. Um, about Taiwan well, International Student Movement. Oh, that would have been a Sunday, though, wasn't it? Uh, Let me see. Yeah. Uh, that was Saturday. Saturday. Still. So um, we didn't have news that day. But no, we didn't. One of the programs. One of the programs. Okay. And uh, said that some students are paying around $1,000 for two weeks in special quarantine accommodations. <laughs> Members called to open university dormitories to the, to the students and give them priority for dorm accommodation. In addition, the group said that Taiwan should open to all foreign students. After being postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Taiwan's annual hot air balloon events in Taiwan has finally taken off, giving those who have been cooped up indoors because of the pandemic a good excuse to get out and visit the eastern Taiwan county. And then there's a talk about historic sites with links to its military past. Unfortunately, some are in bad shape. And when even when fixed up, they aren't guaranteed to bring tourists in oh, each county. That would have, I did that one. That would have been the news. Are we sure that was August 8th? Oh, okay. Hmm. Maybe that's the date of the letter. Anyway, but it says here that today is Father's Day in Taiwan, 8th of August. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and under the radar this week, a mission at National Tsinghua University wants native frogs, along with other species from around the world, to be bred in a special new frog house that houses some 500 frogs of different species. This is interesting. I mean, we were talking about frogs. Yeah. In some kind of news story, maybe for here in town or something like that. But anyway. I did that oh. one too, so. <laughs> okay. So, again, that was Liu Deming of China. Thank you so much for writing. All right. Uh, we got a letter here, and it's coming to us from Jayanta Chakrabarti of New Delhi, India. It says here, Dear friends at RTI, as a regular listener of your informative and highly rated programs, I'm happy to see... I'm happy to send my appreciation to all members of RTI for imparting useful information of news and current affairs and for the wonderful entertainment you are providing to my family and me, even during this grim period when the world is struggling with the menace of the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm forwarding a feedback of the program for uh, August 3rd, 2020, listened to on shortwave radio. Reception quality was good with strong signal strength and minimum external disturbance. I would request for a verification of the report with a printed QSL card when the situation allows. Uh, so this was on 9405 kilohertz, all fours in terms of reception quality. And uh, there are some details here. Uh, this was Monday, I'm guessing, because it was Jukebox Republic. This is mm -hmm. about your show, Shirley. Mm -hmm. It says, as usual, it was interesting and absorbing. The show showcased Shirley Lin's son, Charles, along with scintillating music. With a mother's pride and affection, as well as apprehension, Shirley highlighted the unpredictable nature of pursuing a career in the field. 
of arts like singing, dancing, and acting for young people in Taiwan. But having passion for the career, one need not be afraid to venture ahead. Through this wonderful show, the thought process of Taiwanese youth was highlighted. That the young people of this country care a lot for their own efforts rather than relying on nepotism for their career choice and progression. The four songs, like My Pride, Mama Don't Worry, Don't Worry, and You're the Greatest Pride in My Life, were quite <laughs> compatible with the theme of the program. Thanks, RTI and Shirley, for this enjoyable show. Wishing all at RTI good health and safety. Warm regards, Jayanta Chakrabarti. Yes, I like to talk about my life <laughs> in that show. Okay, even though it's a music program. But um, this next letter is from Roger Tidy of England. Uh, it says, hello again. As promised before I went on holiday, here's my final report for July. The subject this time is the 30th uh, July edition of Town Insider, which I watched on your website. As usual, the show kicked off with an admirably concise news roundup by John, which this time focused first on the Town Invasion Prevention Act, which has been proposed by a U.S. congressman. That was followed by an item about Taipei's record high temperature of 39.7 degrees, which in turn was followed by two further items, one of which was about a beef soup competition and the other about cruises to Taiwan's offshore islands. Next, after Natalie and John, uh, John, no, you meant Andrew, had revealed their words of the week, came the main plank in this week's program, namely an interview with Taiwan's digital minister, Audrey Tang. Appropriately, Natalie's word of the week was autodidact, which is I learned didact, yes. Oh, autodidact. Okay, which is I learned on an on the nail description of Minister Tang's life because she left school at an early age and is largely self taught. She's like a, a Mensa certified genius, isn't she? I know she, she a, is a very uh, admirable IQ. I've yeah, heard. You know, you, you can tell that her mind kind of moves really, really fast because yeah. she hardly ever stutters when she speaks right. anything. They use you, you throw at her. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyway, um, it was interesting to learn how the minister has come up with technical solutions for dealing with uh, problems arising from the COVID-19 pandemic, including the so-called digital fence designed to monitor people while they are in quarantine. What is also impressive is the fact that she believes in an open style of government, which she practices by publishing transcripts of important government meetings in which she is involved. This is very different from the style of work of ministers in most other countries, including, of course, China, whose lack of openness is largely responsible for sparking a worldwide epidemic in the first place. The minister's interview was followed by another typically Taiwanese item. I'm referring here to Taiwan Explain, which focused on the four pandas currently in residence <laughs> in the Taipei Zoo. Oh. Sibling rivalry. <laughs> Leslie's piece on the power lottery was also interesting. I like the upbeat style in which he presented this item. By contrast, I thought the final items in the show were less interesting. These were the brain game and the news quiz. I don't think it's a good idea to run two quiz features together back to back. In my opinion, it would be better to omit the brain game and extend the news quiz. Finally, I want to say that I like the length of Taiwan Insider, which is neither too long nor too short. Uh, that's it for now. My next report will be on your August broadcast. Well, thank you so much. That was Roger Tadi of England. We have another letter here from India. This is one coming to us from Sanyol Deep. It says, good morning. Uh, time is running out and it's time for me to write to you. Attached, please find my regular monthly report of your station. I hope it will be useful to the technical department. I'm sending here with two reception reports for the month of July for the English service. 
and uh, he would appreciate some QSL cards. We can certainly arrange to have those sent your way. It says, The present phenomenon of the spread of COVID-19 in your country affecting 477 people, as reported on the 7th Thursday, is a threat to the security measures that you adopted. I'm sure that your country will win against the pandemic for snubbing out the contagion. In my country, the affected patients are on the increase, and we are taking strict measures to eradicate the virus. In my place, Calicut, in Kerala State, the total number of the virus is spreading spreading each day as more than 90% of the number, number reported daily. And the number is increasing during this third stage. Mm. I wonder if that means a third wave. Oh, no. Hopefully not. Uh, it says, I wait every Tuesday for the listener participation program status update in which views of your listeners are featured. This program makes your listeners get to know each other and even creates friendship among listeners with countries of different cultures, and the maintenance of peace and harmony. I am daily listening to the news and all programs at 0300 hours and 1600 hours UTC without missing. Uh, and there's a question here. Uh, it says, please kindly answer, kindly answer the following question. Do you have railway service throughout the island? And there's actually a photograph attached here uh, of his house and radio room as mm. well. So as for train service... Um, uh, it's like a loop. Is the general? Yeah. If you look at Taiwan's railways on a map, there's a loop that goes around the island. The middle is very mountainous. Yes. Even maintaining roads through the mountains can be difficult. I know typhoons mm. have and earthquakes have been known to wash them out. And uh, uh, the very big earthquake that happened in 1999, I think, damaged the cross island highway as uh, well. If I don't, if I remember correctly. Uh huh. So even like road links uh, are a bit uh, difficult. So there's only a few branch lines, but. And for the most part, it's just a, a loop. Right. We also have a high-speed rail service down the West Coast, which is where most of the big cities are. So it's just a straight line. Straight down. You can be in Kaohsiung in two hours, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Very nice and comfortable. Oh, yes. If you're in Taiwan, definitely traveling by rail is a fun way to see the island. That is right. Okay, I have one letter from Indonesia. This is from Waluyo Ibn Dichman. And it uh, looks like he listened in on the last few days of uh, in July. It says, Dear RTI, howdy. Hope you are well. This is my reception report for the broadcast. I listened in to RTI English service on 15320 kHz. Um, and uh, he heard by number. How many minutes in the water? Okay. That, that would have been a segment from a Taiwan insider from then. Uh, also curious, John, about the Taiwan Railway Museum and also here to the ground about Minan-style houses. Then on another day, he heard the, uh, Natalie So's uh, classic shorts um, on Chinese poetry and a news playlist on economic stimulus vouchers amid pandemic COVID-19. And on another day, he heard the news about Taiwanese sharing a story about how a teenager found her Indonesian nanny, got in touch with an Indonesian nanny. I think we've had more than one story in I that think, vein. Yeah, at least two or three. It isn't just Indonesia either. Uh, yeah. People who worked here for a short time and went to other back to their home countries elsewhere uh, right. have also been... Featured. Yeah, migrant workers, yeah, caregivers, mm. right, right. And then on here in Taiwan, about uh, an update on the latest on Panda... Um, in the Tabi Zoo and yeah about baby panda in Tabi Zoo so okay hope it helps with your broadcast thank you for the QSL cards for July 2020 and um, and he says 
it makes my mouth water because <laughs> our QSR cards for 2020 were all about special Taiwanese, yes, Taiwanese dishes. You know, I don't think I've seen them yet. I have to oh, go check them out later. Because you don't have a calendar on your desk. I do. I took one. Okay. <laughs> so, and, um, and I checked, I, look, I looked it up for the one for July. It was the roast duck wrap. Oh. Kao ya jia bing. Oh. And, um, yeah. And What's the one for August? Do you have any idea? Oh, I can't remember now. Oh, well. Okay. We can check that later. Right. But he says that I really want to make it myself, but I don't know the recipe. <laughs> well, you would first have to be able to roast a whole duck. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that's very, uh, not a very easy thing to do. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well. Anyway, well, that's it for this week's uh, status update. Thank you so much for your letters, but do keep them coming. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please do remember to check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel and leave us some comments there. All right. Until next week, I'm Shuddy Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs>